Welcome to an encore presentation of Compassion Radio. Hi, friend, and thanks for tuning our way today. Compassion Radio is all about finding out where the Word of God is empowering the people of God to do the work of God and in powerful, transformative ways. If you're worried about how relevant, powerful, and even how true the Bible is in the 21st century, well, spending a few minutes with believers on the front lines of faith can put those fears to rest. You see, the Great Commandment and the Great Commission go hand in hand, and the kingdom of God around the world know this firsthand. The power of God's Word is only discovered when followers of Jesus take it seriously and live it out. John Podiety of Bibles for the World has dedicated his life to make sure that new believers around the world have access to the power source that is God's Word. On the previous program, we discussed the state of the church in Vietnam. From our recent trip together, we found a vibrant, growing kingdom outpost facing unprecedented opportunities to share their faith openly. In a stunning change of direction, the government of Vietnam has recognized the reality that Christian worship, witness, and work is not going away and needs to be better understood. To, quote, manage, not control the church, is the way they described it to us. Today, John and I finished that conversation and look forward to other unexpected opportunities across Asia. But first, we'll start with some special music. It may not seem I have what it will take I fear that in the face of trial I'll break any troubles just a day away But Lord, I trust you The best and worst of days are yet to come Be glorified regardless of the cost Be magnified with a joy or loss Lord, I trust you.
Okay, John, let's do another pivot here and talk about more of the work in Asia. While you and I were in Vietnam talking about what's next, you knew that there would be opportunities coming up for other events to be held in Vietnam. You're going to go back for those this spring. Other parts of Southeast Asia will be having events, and there will be more and more indigenous-led events. Churches that are actually in the country, reaching their people, will be organizing these. And sometimes they'll be able to invite people from other countries to come in and speak and participate. Other times they won't. You have relationships now with these organizations and these churches that are doing this work. And so you're going to capitalize on that and continue to build those relationships. Where's it going the rest of 2023? I've heard that you've had an opportunity now to step in to be part of something pretty big up there in Mongolia and other parts of Central Asia. Yes, Mongolia has been very interesting. Late last year, we had the opportunity to come alongside a large international ministry that was doing a festival there in Mongolia. Along the way, in quite a number of wonderful contacts with churches and ministries and others there in Mongolia. And after learning what they did from putting together the event, all of them working together, they've decided to go out and do sort of mini festivals outside the capital city. We were there in Ulaanbaatar together, the capital, but they are going to take that same model out to some of the outlying cities all through next summer. Awesome. They have put together a calendar of six events that they will be doing out there, mini festivals where they'll be pulling together, promoting, getting people out with local musicians, local speakers, using that sort of festival model and taking that on the road. And so we have said that we'll come alongside and provide all the scripture for those events, just as we did for the event this last September. And we'll be providing a gospel of John for everyone who attends the events and then a New Testament to everyone who makes a decision for Christ. And so this is very exciting as we see this door open up and as we see more fruits of the efforts that we made there leading up to the September event. It has taken root with the local indigenous people to continue to use these opportunities to share the gospel with their fellow Mongolians. The event you did last time at the Capitol, because I've not been to Mongolia myself yet, my impression is that there's like one city and a whole bunch of mountains and horses. It's a big country. We're talking about a place that's probably at least twice as big as Montana. How many other cities are we talking about here, and how many people could they really reach? What's a mini-festival look like for you? It is true. Mongolia is seeing the rapid urban migration that we see all over Asia. We see this in developing countries. Now more than 40% of the country's population is in the capital city of Ulaanbaatar. But you still have these regional centers around the country, and these are towns of 50,000, 80,000, 120,000. Since festivals like this haven't happened in the past, this is going to be the biggest thing happening in that little town It'll be news. Um, in a long time. It will be. And so we expect pretty good-sized crowds, six to 10,000 people in each place is some of the early projections that I'm hearing. Awesome. And a lot will just depend on promotion and and as God puts things together and works through the organizing committee to put together a great program and great publicity, I think that we're going to see it. And so we're very excited that this opportunity has opened up and that we have a chance to go back and come alongside the people of Mongolia and work together with them and provide God's word for them and equip them for uh, this outreach that's going to happen throughout the summer. 
I know that over the past maybe 50 years or so that the Silk Road movement has been busy engaging those cultures back along the routes that used to bring trade between Asia and Europe. And the Koreans have been very strong in that movement. They historically understand there was a massively missed opportunity 1,200 years ago when the moguls of Mongolia at the time, including Genghis Khan himself, asked for missionaries to be sent to bring news of this god of the West, they would be able to understand it. They actually asked missionaries to come. Mm -hmm. And when the word got back to the church in the West, they shunned it. They said, that can't possibly be true. It's a rumor. We're being sucked in so we could be slaughtered. And they didn't go. And so over a thousand years or more, that opportunity and those generations never got to hear the gospel. And it seems to me like this is finally the fulfillment of something even Genghis Khan wanted to happen with his people in Mongolia and the steppes of Asia, that they would be able to discern truth for themselves. And now you are getting involved with activities and festivals that probably have been waited for for a millennia. And that really intrigues me. And it seemed like God is a patient God, and he knew all along that he would finally bring to fruit that request. Because when someone seems to ask God to come close, he has a way of finding a way to finally get there. And I would think in 2023, that thing is going to finally begin for that part of the world. Yes, it's amazing when you put it in that context, and I just have to think, you know, God's timing is always perfect. Just to be able to be a part of it when these things are coming together, when these opportunities are opening up. It's just amazing. It's it's awesome to know that God is uh, also giving us a little peace in, in his plan and his story here as it unfolds for Mongolia. You know, the entire country, less than 3% Christian, they're thinking that there are about 40,000 Christians in the entire country. Mm-hmm. And this has all really happened in this generation since, you know, it opened up before it was under communism, under Soviet control, as it's opened up. It's all a first-generation body of believers there, and that's really, really exciting. To be in there and know that everybody there is like in the book of Acts. Yeah. Everybody's a first generation believer and the excitement, the fire, the passion, you know, it's so wonderful to be in that group of people. We're so on fire for the Lord because they're the first contact in their family, in their town, in their village. It has been an exciting place to work. And of course, you know that I'm excited at the possibility of being able to go with you for the next time you do one of these events. Compassion Radio always wants to see the latest thing that God's got going in the world so that we in the West can celebrate it, understand it better, understand what God's up to in this generation, and to jump in and to be part of it. I want to encourage all of our listeners, too, when you hear John Padai talking about these events, of course we're going to be opening opportunities for you to be part of that. We want you to be thinking in advance, even now, about being a part of Bible possibilities about the Word going forth and you helping to bring them to the hands of people who are actually asking for the Word of God, like we're doing in Vietnam right now. And that's one of our projects for this whole first quarter of 2023, is to provide as many copies of God's Word and and the Gospel of John to all the new believers that are experiencing Him in that country of Southeast Asia. And then we'll look forward to opportunities in Mongolia and beyond. So be thinking and praying about those things, even as you hear us tell these stories. So, John, what are you looking forward to the most in 2023 when it comes to new outreaches or going back to countries where you have an open door that you weren't expecting to stay open? Or what else? Is there anything else you can think of right now that just stirs your heart so much? You say, I've just got to be part of that, and I don't want to see this opportunity missed. Well, there is another major event that has been coming together, and that's with a longtime partner, the Luis Palau Evangelistic Mm, Association. Good folks. 
And, of course, our dear brother Luis is uh, with the Lord now, but his son Andrew has been following in his father's footsteps and doing festivals and crusades around the world. And we've been blessed to work with him for many, many years, uh, with Andrew for nine years. And so he is planning a large festival in Nairobi, Kenya, Mm. in September. And so we're really excited to be able to come alongside that and provide, again, Gospels of John for everyone who attends the event and New Testaments for all of those who make a decision to follow Christ. And so we're very excited about this opportunity, starting to put the pieces together on that project. So that'll be September. We've got a pretty full slate for the year. We've got Vietnam in March, and then through the summer we'll be in Mongolia in six different events. And then in September with Andrew Palau in Nairobi, Kenya, and then again back to Vietnam in December as we see opportunities open up there for further Christmas events, Christmas festivals there. So those are some of the uh, things that are happening as we do the work that we do, coming alongside Proclamation Evangelists and supporting their work with God's Word. As we continue our outreach to Asia in 2023, our project with our partner Bibles for the World is to provide more copies of the Gospel of John for new believers, especially where the doors to the Gospel are currently standing wide open like right now in Vietnam and in Mongolia. Growing Christians in these countries also face a critical shortage of New Testaments and full study Bibles. Can you imagine Bible study leaders and pastors without a Bible to teach from? Well, neither can we. You probably have more than one yourself in a language that you understand. Let's help build the kingdom, one copy of God's Word and one faithful follower of Christ at a time. You can support the project online right now at CompassionRadio.com. You can also call us at 1-800-868-2478 or send your gift of support by check to Compassion Radio, P.O. Box 77160, Corona, California, 92877. What better time of the year to consider giving the gift of God's Word than the week we consider the price Jesus paid to bring that Word to life in us? Thank you so much, friends. And now, back to my discussion with John Podiety president of Bibles for the World. We've got a pretty full slate for the year. We've got Vietnam in March, and then through the summer we'll be in Mongolia in six different events. And then in September with Andrew Palau in Nairobi, Kenya, and then again back to Vietnam in December as we see opportunities open up there for further Christmas events, Christmas festivals there. So those are some of the uh, things that are happening as we do the work that we do, coming alongside Proclamation Evangelists and supporting their work with God's Word. Well, it seems like it's going to be a very busy year, and I'm praying that the doors stay open and don't get closed because of technical problems like more COVID outbreaks that shut down borders or political instability in countries and the fallouts from the wars in, in Western Asia. I'm just asking our people, too, to pray that God will keep those doors open wherever he can put a wedge in there to keep it open, even if the world seems to want to fight it. It's going to be an interesting and probably trying year for you financially as you look for opportunities and try to find the right partners to come alongside you and provide the materials that you need to be able to distribute to all those who really do want the gospel in their own hands. Have you done any estimates yet, John, about how many copies of John and how many full Bibles are already being requested by the countries where you serve and how many copies you're trying to raise money for right now? Um, I've got to sit down and work this out, Bram, but I'll tell you, I just came back from a church planters conference in a remote part of uh, North India. 
I don't want to disclose the location because of security reasons, you know, things mm-hmm. in India have really turned against Christians of late really strong, even in the last three months. We're just seeing more persecution, more oppression, churches being attacked, pastors and missionaries being arrested on false charges. Mm. As the country, state by state, now 11 states have passed what they call anti-conversion laws. Mm -hmm. And so it's become a very challenging time here in India, but at the same time, just amazing how God is working. I just spent three days at a church planters conference. About 800 church planters were in attendance. We were blessed to be able to provide to them 80,000 Gospels of John. It was my first time working with this group, partnering with this group. And so it was kind of, well, we'll do this for a start. Um, They had challenged me for a million Gospels of John earlier in the year when I met with one of their leaders at a missions conference. And I said, well, let me just get this started. Let me come out and see what's going on, what God is doing there, and check them out, as it were. Boy, I tell you, it was just amazing. Just some church planters, some people on fire to go back into their villages and their village clusters and share the gospel. And I have never seen, when we passed out those gospels, John, I asked everyone, you can take a hundred each. And just eager hands reaching out to take those Hmm. and be able to share God's word. It was just so exciting. And uh, again, the challenge was not only repeated, we need a million more, but projected out, we need three million to continue to reach out at the level that they're doing, at the level that this movement is growing. And so it is incredibly exciting to see that even in times of oppression, even in times of difficulty, that the body of Christ is moving forward with the message of salvation through Jesus Christ. Well, we've talked with a big assumption in this entire conversation, John, that the Word of God is valuable and that it does something important. In closing, probably the first question I should have asked, which is, what is it about the Word of God now, in this generation that is so transformational, that is still full of spiritual power, more than just a history or a lesson or a doctrine about a God who loves us. What is it about actually providing the Word of God to these places that need so much? I mean, so many places you go have medical, political, educational, and health needs that need to be addressed. And it'll take many, many years to bring the bottom up, so to speak, and bring cultures into the world economy and into the world community. But there's something that happens when the Word of God is given to people who have nothing else that seems to be completely inexplicable to those who don't understand what the faith really is. What is the power of the Word of God when you give it away? Well, I think it comes down to this. I mean, we're working in all these countries. We see development, you know, increasingly rapid in pace. And people are finding out that just having that next thing doesn't really satisfy their needs. There's those eternal needs, and that is what the gospel brings to them, is eternal hope, hope for the future, that it isn't in the growth and, you know, developments that they're seeing and the new job and, okay, now they can buy a scooter, now they can buy a car, um, now they have access to the things they didn't have before, but those aren't filling the void, and the only thing that can fill the void is Jesus Christ, and this is what we're bringing to them. That's why it's so wonderful to be a messenger of this good news of Jesus Christ. And as we share his word, we know, we take that promise, my word shall not return unto me void, but shall do the work for which I have commanded it. And so we see that happening over and over and over. Well, may it continue to happen over and over again for as long as you and I live, my friend. Amen. And many generations beyond that. So, 
How can we be praying for the work of Bibles for the World and for the people that you've been encountering recently? What are the kind of things you would say are top three or maybe top five things on your prayer list that we should be joining you in? Well, we thank God for all these doors and windows of opportunity that have been opened to us. I often talk about Revelation 3.8. Behold, I said before you, a door, a door which cannot be shut. And it just seems like that for Bibles for the World these days, that there are some unique doors opening up, unique opportunities to share the message of Jesus Christ. And that's what we get so excited about, Mm -hmm. that God is opening these doors to us that, for whatever reason, haven't been open to other ministries. And we just ask for prayers. We step through those doors in faith that God will continue to provide the resources and he'll provide the people and the ways to get some of these things done and get his message out to the world. And we do pray that all along the way that his hand will be on us and safety in our travels and his wisdom will be guiding and directing all of our planning and preparation for these events. We'll be glad to pray along with that. That's a good goal set, and I do believe that God already has paved the way for you. So the road you travel may seem rough, but they're a whole lot smoother than they would have been had God not prepared the way for you to bring that gospel where you're bringing it. Amen. And may he carry you safely through that. Um, Where's next for you? You're going to spend a little more time in India, and then what? Well, I'll be wrapping things up here in India and then uh, heading back. I've actually been over here with my family. So we'll wrap things up and try to be on a flight next week back to the States and get the kids back into school. But uh, it's been a wonderful time. been great to have the kids here with me and the family and to work together in various uh, events and outreaches with them and expose them to the culture and to the ministry and working among various unreached people groups and things like this. So it's been just an incredible time for our family. All right. Well, until you and I get to sit down in the same room again and give each other a hug and step into something new, you're in our prayers, and we're lifting you up every single day, and I encourage our listeners at Compassion Radio to do the same and to join us in helping supply you with the Bibles you need to give away, because the hands are ready for them. I mean, every time I think about that, I think, are there really going to be enough Bibles for the needs that are really out there? And I worry about that at times. But I do believe that God has a plan for how he's going to provide for those. And hopefully it's going to be through generous giving and to people who are willing to carry them there and be risky with their faith. Not wild and crazy and dangerous. That they're wise but courageous. And so I'll be praying that over you and your teams in the days to come. And I really thank you for spending some time with us. I appreciate that, Bram. appreciate your prayers for us and all the listeners' prayers as well. Thank you again, and we'll talk to you as soon as you're back in the States. How's that? All right. Sounds great, Bram. Take care. Be in touch. Let us be hungry to reach the lost if we want change. And let change start in us. Let's take your mercy to the hurting. Bring captives to the cross while we're still alive. Spirit of
thanks again to John Podiety of Bibles for the World. Our growing partnership with this wonderful organization means unprecedented opportunities to make a world of difference in the lives of new believers in dozens of countries. I hope you'll join with us to make that happen. Please give generously today so that we can help John send more copies of the Gospel of John for new believers, along with New Testaments and full Bibles for those growing in their faith. Many of those Bibles are needed right now in Vietnam as the door stands wide open to serve the church there. Call 1-800-868-2478. And note our new mailing address, which is P.O. Box 77160, Corona, California, 92877. And jump in anytime at CompassionRadio.com.